Episode one was a very Madi-centered episode. Episode two was an empowerment episode. We really talked about business, specifically the entrepreneurial spirit, challenges of new business, etc. And this is going to be an embodiment episode. And this is where we're going to really get deep into how to really position your business as a devotion to your soul mission. And speaking of positioning your business as a devotion to your soul mission, I'd like to invite you to a masterclass next Wednesday, January 25th. I'm going to be talking all about spiritual CEO tools. I wrestled with the word tools because it's not super sexy. I almost put spiritual CEO codes, but codes to me is way overused. And what I really want you to take away from this masterclass is tools, not codes. (laughs) Codes to me are really specific and they can be useful, but I really just am feeling like, okay, if you want to become a spiritual CEO, you need the tools. So we're going to be talking all about the tools And it's going to be pretty cool. Obviously, it's not going to be a full dive into each one of these tools. We're going to go deep enough so that you can start to use them, but it's not going to be a super, super deep dive. And just as a preview, one of the spiritual CEO tools is to really see your business as its own entity, as its own being and I really encourage all of my goddess entrepreneurs that see themselves as a spiritual CEO to pull the astrological chart of your business, pull the human design chart of your business. What is your business's sun sign? What is your business's human design? These things are really interesting and you'll start to see your business as its own entity and as having its own life path almost. And so that's one of the cool spiritual CEO tools. We're also going to talk about some of the really 3D tools like task management is something that is really important that I feel is missing from a lot of new entrepreneurs and especially goddess entrepreneurs It's really understanding how to manage out what you need to do and put it on a timeline and hammer it out basically because there are going to be some 3D unsexy tools that you have to do as a business owner and we're going to talk about all of that how to really map that out for yourself and empower you basically what's unique about this masterclass is that it's going to be free if you sign up so i'll put the sign up in the show notes after this class is hosted you'll get the recording if you signed up however if you don't sign up it will be added to my bundle that's coming out also on january 25th and that is called ground your business in the 3d and that is all about exactly what it sounds like. Grounding your business in the 3D, seeing your business as its own entity, as its own being, and really using the tools 
and taking them much, much further. So it will be added to that bundle. And even if you attend the class, you probably will want the bundle as well. They're very reasonably priced and it's really going to be something that helps you as a goddess entrepreneur to do exactly what it's called, ground your business in the 3D. I'll be teaching that next week, next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific. The sign-up page is in the show notes. Make sure that you sign up for the class, share it with any goddess entrepreneurs that you know, and get ready to learn some spiritual CEO tools, which to me are some of the most helpful tools. (laughs) And I go through all the tools, whether they are something as 3D as a task management system, I'll just keep using that as an example. But then I also get into how that serves you in the 5D. So I really map all that out for you, make it really understandable and easy to implement. And so that's a perfect segue. The word implement, perfect segue into this episode is our first embodiment episode. So of course, I want to go over what is embodiment? What is it? We hear it all the time. It's kind of a buzzword, especially in the spiritual entrepreneur space or the soulpreneur space, definitely in the goddess entrepreneur space and priestess space, embodiment. Okay, so what is embodiment? Embodiment is, in a sense, implementation. Embodiment is the tangible or the visible form of an idea, a quality, or a feeling. This is straight out of the dictionary. A tangible or visible form of an idea, quality, or feeling. I love that it has the word tangible because in a way it's really showing you, okay, this was an idea that you had in your mind and now it is a living, breathing thing. And I was talking in episode two about how I've been investigating if this is some shadow work I need to do that I love to provide tangibles to women in business. I'm not about just talk coaching. I want to actually do things. I want to implement. To me, implementation is everything. The idea is nothing. The idea is you're that person who buys a million domains like, oh my God, I had the coolest idea for a name for a business and this is what we're going to do. And you go and you buy the domain and then you never do anything with it. And then the person who actually is going to do something with it can't get the fucking domain because you are hogging the domain and you're not even using it. Okay. That is a problem. (laughs) And obviously you can tell I have a little bit of a fire about it because there's been many times where I have an idea and I go to buy the domain and it's already bought. Somebody bought it and there's nothing there. It is a parked either landing page or a parked nothing. (laughs) And so don't be that person that hogs the domain and doesn't even implement the idea. Okay. So embodiment is the representation or expression of something in a tangible or visible form. It is the implementation of an idea. You could also look at this as the definition of manifestation. It's where something is an idea or a quality or a feeling. You want it to be a tangible thing in your life and you create it, okay? So as women who are entrepreneurs, as goddess entrepreneurs, we are always going to be visiting this topic of embodiment 
because we see our business as a spiritual devotion. Therefore, we are living, breathing examples of that idea. We aren't just out there talking about it. For example, Marie Kondo, she teaches whole clean apartment or organization skills. If you saw her teaching that and then a hidden camera followed her back to her home and it was hoarder level, you wouldn't trust that person, right? So if someone's out there saying that you should be doing X, Y, Z, and then you realize that they're not even doing it, how does that feel? Do you trust that person anymore? So embodiment is really about walking your talk. Okay. I know a lot of you who are listening to this podcast have incredible ideas. I know because I've spoken to a lot of you about these ideas and some of you I haven't spoken to, and I know that you have incredible ideas. Implementation is everything. We have to ground our businesses in the 3D or else it's just an idea. It's just living in your mind and that is not serving humanity. That's not serving the collective. I don't know how I forgot to mention this in episode one when I was talking about how I love to sing, but the intro song to this podcast, as I'm sure you might've noticed, is me. (laughs) That is a song that I wrote in a moment where I was feeling kind of weak. And the lyrics of the song is, be a goddess, be a queen, do what you say and say what you mean. So if you say you're going to do something, do it. And if you are saying something, make sure that you mean it. And there are a lot more lyrics to that song. And I'm hoping to actually put out the full song later this year. We'll see. My life has kind of had a wrench thrown in it, which I'll talk about not in the next episode, but in the next episode where I am talking more about my life and I'm giving a life update. So a lot of my more creative singing projects got put on hold, but there are more lyrics to that song, which also talk about this and talk about actions speak louder than words. That's just the truth of it. And that's what I want you to really take out of this episode is, okay, am I embodying my ideals? Am I walking my talk? Am I on my soapbox talking about home organization, and then I'm going home to a really messy hoarder level house. (laughs) These are the things really making sure that you are embodying your teachings, really embodying who you say you are, who are you presenting to the world. And I think that these are the things that we can't really exactly feel on social media sometimes, because of course someone can do a photo shoot where they are appearing to be a certain way, but then on the day-to-day, maybe they're not. These are just things to watch out for, things to pay attention to. And we can't hold other people accountable, but we can always hold ourselves accountable. So really making sure that you are doing the things that you are teaching. If you are teaching someone to do as I say, not as I do. I can't believe it. I, someone used to say that, do as I say, not as I do. And I was like, yeah, you're not legit. I don't follow. (laughs) Unfollow, unsubscribe. So don't be that person. Be the person who is truly embodying your teachings. And that is what's really going to make you magnetic anyways. 
when you are in the position to selling or putting out an offer for people to join you in that idea that you're implementing through a program or a course or a session. When you see your business as a spiritual devotion, it is about the tangibles. The word devotion implies action. I am taking an action in devotion to fill in the blank, whatever your mission is. What is your soul mission? Because that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about how to position your business as a devotion to your soul mission. So as I've spoken about before, my soul mission is to amplify the feminine. I want women making bank and loving their life on their own terms in a way that shares their medicine with the world. We need your medicine. My medicine is helping women spread their medicine. Every piece of the puzzle is necessary, believe me. As we're talking about devotion as being an action, or we're even talking about embodiment as being a tangible, I want you to really have this land in your brain (laughs) or in your heart space or whatever, whatever really will make it potent for you. What is that part of your body where you feel this? Okay. Assertive action in your business is superficial without a sense of deeper purpose and guidance from spirit. Now, I'm sure you've heard the term spinning your wheels. If you are just taking action in your business, but you don't really have that sense of deeper purpose and guidance from spirit, you are just going to be spinning your wheels. And I see this happen all the time. And it's not coming from a place of greed. Let me be clear here. It's not, oh, I need to do this other thing because that's what's going to make me money. And so they go and they take this superficial approach to the business and they're taking really assertive actions, but they're just spinning their wheels. It feels like they could work 10 minutes or 10 hours and get the same amount of work done. What I really see happening is that this other path, this other choice is being made to make assertive action in this one area or on this one thing that's superficial. And it really comes from doubt, self-doubt in your gifts. I was just talking to a client about this in my group coaching program, which ended back in December, which is turning into a membership, which obviously I'll talk about when that's ready to go. But But basically what happened was she knew what she wanted to do, but she didn't think it was going to work. And so she went this whole roundabout way of doing all these other things that she thought were valid and that other people were going to understand and da, 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 da. And was she successful? Yeah, she was successful, but it wasn't really feeding her inner sense of a deeper purpose. And she constantly felt guided back to this other thing, this other thing that she kept doubting. And the moment that she turned that on and decided to do that and really went all in on that and took assertive action on that, her business exploded and she literally was booking out. I think she still is. 
every time she has a spot open, it's booked. And it's the thing that she thought people weren't going to understand, that she didn't think was valid. We have to really trust that guidance from spirit when we get it. When we trust spirit, when we trust the guidance that we get, it happens because we've surrendered. When you trust, you surrender, not needing to know. Instead of filling your head or trying to problem solve with what you think you know, you'll actually have space for the divine to come in and give you the inspiration and the guidance that you actually need with no ego involved. The ego is the part of you that wants to know. It just has to know what's the next step. It wants the certainty. It really wants to know, okay, what's step one? What's step two? What's step three? Okay, then what's happening after that? That part of you, when you hear that part of you talking, you can say, hello there. (laughs) Hello, wonderful ego. You keep me safe when I'm in danger, when I'm in actual physical danger. But this idea right here that I'm having... I'm not actually in physical danger. I'm really okay. So you can just calm down, get out of the way. You've got your job and I really love it when you do your job, but this doesn't really fall under the umbrella of your job. This is something that happens with guidance from spirit. And so I'm going to surrender to that instead. Okay. Okay. And maybe it comes back later and you have to do that whole pep talk again, but the point is that you you know that you need to just surrender. Surrender to not needing to know. You don't need to know. In fact, you don't know. <laughs> Even when ego thinks that it knows, you don't know. We don't know anything. That was honestly one of the funniest lessons from my experience with ayahuasca was just the plant spirit just basically laughing at us, laughing at me, laughing at humanity, that we think we know anything. (laughs) We don't know. I'm a 90s kid. Okay, I was born in 89. And a really big movie at the time was The NeverEnding Story. And in The NeverEnding Story, they go on this big long journey, right? And there's this one part where they run into these really cute little characters. I can't remember their names. I watched it in adulthood, but it was probably four or five years ago now. But anyways, what happens is that they need to cross this body of water and there's only one step. Okay. And so they step out onto the step and of course they're like, we can't keep going. There's no more steps. And then as they are being chased by some bad guys, they kind of are forced to take the next step. And as they take the next step, the stone rises from the water and meets their foot. And then they have a place to step. Okay, so instead of falling in the water, which they thought was going to happen because they were being chased, the stone rises and meets their foot. Okay, so that is the visual that I want you to picture. And of course, there's there's also that other saying that's when you take the leap, the net appears and that's okay. But <laughs> that's also a little, a little bit too cliche for me. But I want you to visualize that as a goddess entrepreneur, as a priestess on the path, on that path. Okay, you've hit a body of water. There's only one step. You take the step and then 
as you take the next step, the stone is going to appear and then the next stone is going to appear. And it's from that moment of surrender where the ego is not involved or the ego is placed back in its mastery. Its mastery is keeping us safe when we're actually in danger. And so when we're just running through motions or running through ideas mentally, we don't need the ego to be involved. In fact, we need the ego to step out of the way. And we do what we call channeling. And this is also a really big topic that I'll probably go into a whole episode about. In fact, I have an entire bundle coming out about really receiving information from the divine, receiving money. We're going to go into it all. (laughs) That'll be coming out later in the year. I'm really excited about all these bundles. I'll be talking about them a lot. So it's basically everything that you need, but they're all going to build on top of one another. So that's what's really beautiful about it is that you'll be able to buy them at any time once they come out, but until they come out, they won't be available, but they'll build on each other. So if you get the first one, none of them are going to have the same things in them. So anyways, channeling is to me surrender because the ego, the mind is the part that wants to know. It wants the certainty. It wants the next steps. It wants to problem solve with what it knows. But the moment that you go, I don't know, and I don't need to know, I don't know in a positive way, I'm going to create the space for the divine to come in and show me we are in a state of channeling. And channeling is obviously a really powerful thing possibly misunderstood by some people, but I think for the most part, channeling is something that we all do. We just don't necessarily have that name for it. We don't always necessarily realize that we're channeling, but it's powerful. Channeling is how we align our will with the will of the divine and get out of our own way. When we are stuck in overanalysis paralysis, for example, in our own mind, in our ego telling us it needs the certainty, we need to get out of our own way. And we do that by channeling. And when we open our channel and we invite in the divine and with prayer and are asking, okay, align my will with the will of the divine. That's how we really can get out of our own way. And really understanding that when you see your business as a devotion and as a way to serve your medicine to the collective, to help uplift humanity, to set the tone, have that ripple effect, you understand that it's not about how much money you make. Will you make money? Yes, you will. And will you be able to use certain strategies to make more when it's time, when you need to, when you want to? Yes, you will. But it's really about the goddess that you become on the path the woman that you become on the path. As I've mentioned, and as I will probably say in every episode, and you'll be like, I get it. (laughs) We get it. Entrepreneurship is personal development in disguise. It is honestly the path to self-mastery and liberation, in my opinion. Obviously, there are people who don't see it that way, and their business is probably not as exciting, in my opinion. I can't really have a, have the business that is just selling crap, for example. I know that there's a business model of just setting up an Amazon store where you don't actually do anything. You just have the store, and that would never be my business. People make a lot of money doing it. I don't really have a disrespect for it, but those people are on a different path in their life. And my path is 
is to really help humanity. And maybe they are helping humanity with their Amazon store. (laughs) No judgment there, but not for me. Not for me. Like I said, I love online business because there's no waste pretty much. And all we're doing is we're helping people. We are truly helping people. And that is making the intangible tangible when somebody is having a need or a desire or a health issue or something like that and they need guidance they need support and you are able to give them that support and it has a tangible effect on their life it changes their life that is what I'm all about that's beautiful that's freaking incredible so one of the tools that I like to invite goddess entrepreneurs into doing is to have an altar that is specific to your business. So in my home in San Francisco, I have an altar and it's my family altar. It's for one specific thing. And I am one of those people where I don't like to share my altar on social media. I know that a lot of people don't have a problem with that and they do and it's beautiful and I actually do appreciate it when I see it. But there's something weird about it for me personally. Anyways, my husband has his altar. So he has his altar. I have my altar. And then downstairs in my office, I have another altar. And that one is in devotion to my business. And some of you have seen it if you've ever been on a Zoom call with me because it is behind me when I am on Zoom. Now that I am down in LA, I need to set up an altar. And that's just me being totally brutally honest with you all and myself. (laughs) And right now my desk is kind of my altar. I have my crystals and obviously my desk is where I do my work. And I did set up a desk. It was one of the first things that I did when I got here, obviously, because I'm an entrepreneur and I need somewhere to do my work. And and in a lot of ways, my work during this time, which I'll get into more depth in episode five, when I sit down to record that and really give like a life update, I will tell you all what's going on. Some of you already know. I've been a little bit uprooted, but my altar is obviously up there. It's still there. It's not like I took it down or something. It's still there. But yeah, I really want to encourage you, invite you to have an altar that is specific to your business. And so this helps with embodiment because it's this reminder. And so an altar can be really minimal, but just a few sacred items, or you can get creative and put as many things as you want on there. Honestly, it's really all about what activates that feeling within you that allows you to remember why you are here. Why am I here? What am I doing? Who am I serving? What is my medicine? I really call this altar a business altar. It is a home base. When you are in devotion and you're spending time at your altar, or maybe you're just coming and clearing it with a little bit of sage or sweet grass or something, you're coming to that altar in a devotional moment. You're gazing upon the altar. You're clearing the altar. You're spending time at the altar. I call this time tagging home base. It's a very 3D term. So I'm sure you know, it's, I don't know, a sports term. I literally don't watch sports. I don't pay attention to sports. <laughs> when I met my husband, I was like, are you into sports? And he was like, no. And I was like, you are my soulmate. <laughs> no sports. But anyways, I will still use that term tagging home base because it gets the point across. You understand like, okay, I'm going to tag my home base every single day. So every day, you're going to have this devotional time and devotional time 
or a daily spiritual practice, at least in the yoga world, is called a sadhana. And so I have a yogic background, and that was kind of my first entry point into spirituality and meditation and a daily devotional, a daily spiritual practice is your sadhana. And so when you have an altar, boom, you have a place to do your sadhana, your daily spiritual practice. And so this is a really powerful tool for goddess entrepreneurs is you're going to come to this altar and you're going to tag home base on a daily basis or even multiple times a day. It can happen anytime you need to really return to yourself, return to your mission. Maybe you have a hard moment or a moment of self-doubt or whatever, and you have this place where you can come and you can really tag home base and come back to yourself, come back to your center. And that's really all that this is about. You can fill this altar with things that are sacred to you. You don't need to go to the store and buy anything. Absolutely not. The items you choose can be very simple. A beautiful candle holder with a candle in it. I do recommend having a candle on your altar or some thing. Like I have salt lamps on mine and I don't necessarily light a candle on it, but on my main altar, what I call my family altar, because it's where I'm really manifesting things for my family unit, myself, my husband and our family, we do keep a candle there. My husband and I have kept the same flame lit since I think for two years now. It's been, I think it'll be two years in March. I don't know the exact day that we started doing it, but we tend to this flame and that's part of our devotion, but that's not on our business altar. Anyways, what I'm saying is that this can be anything, whatever evokes that feeling in you that you're doing your soul work, that you are on path. So one of my favorite things that I ever heard from, I think it was a Buddhist monk. He basically was saying that in the temple space, the chimes, the bells, the flags, none of that is spiritual. This is what he said. He said, this is not spiritual. This is not God. This isn't the spiritual part. But this bell, when it is rung, these flags, when I see them, it evokes the feeling in me. That is the point of the tool. The tool is not the actual spiritual thing. It is the feeling that the tool creates, right? And so in a lot of ways, it's a tangible thing that creates a feeling. It's almost like embodiment backwards. Embodiment is a feeling that you bring into the tangible, right? And then this is a way to have tangible things that evoke that feeling. It's a positive feedback loop. So I'm inviting you to create that for yourself. Create a positive feedback loop for yourself. So you can put your favorite crystals, you can put sacred objects herbs, whatever is calling to you, the items are going to be really specific to you. I cannot tell you what the objects should be. Can it be a candle? Absolutely. You can have a candle on there, but the objects should be in alignment with what you are cultivating. So if your business is a devotional practice into the world, then the things that are on your altar are going to be maybe related to your business. So if your business involves pregnancy and birth, you may have a statue of a pregnant woman on your altar or something that represents an egg. You get what I'm saying? So this is really what I mean. I am in devotion to the goddess. So on my altar, there are statues of a few goddesses that I'm currently in devotion to. And one of them is mother Mary, because I really aim to have her energy of the mother 
That's really what I want my clients, the women in my world to feel taken care of. That's why currently right now I'm working really deeply with Mother Mary. I'll just give you a few more ideas of the types of things that you can really put on your altar that you may not have thought of just to help you because I want you to do this. I want you to have this altar. So some of us are going to maybe want to use religious items. I'm kind of a weirdo in that I'm not religious and I don't like organized religion at all. However, I was raised in the Anglican church and I was gifted a very beautiful rosary. And the rosary is a way to pray to Mother Mary. And so that is on my altar. So you might look at my altar and think that I'm religious or that I'm a Christian. And I am not, but that item is very sacred to me because it was handmade specifically for me. And it's with turquoise beads. And it was made for me by my godmother who prayed for me the entire time she was making it. So that object is very significant to me. It's something that I love very much. And even the Mother Mary on my altar, you might look at it and be like, is this chick Christian? But that Mother Mary sculpture belonged to my grandmother. So these are all really potent objects for me. They evoke that feeling for me of what I am trying to create in the world and the energy that I am making every effort that I can to embody. This is what I want to embody. Therefore, I'm going to put a reminder that's in my face every day of what I am focusing on embodying in my life, in my business. Other things that you can use, bones, plants. However, if you're going to put plants on your altar, I highly recommend tending to their life. And if you put flowers on your altar, for example, don't ever leave dead flowers on your altar. They need to be refreshed. They need to be removed when they die and replaced or just removed. You could put seashells, pretty much anything from nature, actually water that's in a container, handwritten affirmations. You could even put a beloved book, love notes, letters that you've received, letters that you've written to yourself, artwork, crystals, feathers, stones, special jewelry. As I mentioned, my altar has that rosary on it. These are all things that are going to help evoke that feeling of what you're trying to embody. So as we're on the topic of embodiment, what are you trying to embody? What can you put on your altar in your devotional space that's going to evoke that feeling for you and remind you why you are here? remind you of what you came here to do. What is that? I want you to really focus on that. And I think that what you'll notice is that the moment that you put focus on that and you have that daily reminder for yourself, you are going to feel that ability to tap in much quicker. Maybe on days where you're feeling stuck or you don't know exactly what to do next, you can really tune into that. You can do your sadhana. You can come to your altar and tag home base, as I said, get in alignment. And as I mentioned, you can look at this as your daily sadhana. Your daily spiritual practice is coming to the altar, spending time at the altar. And it's all going to be unique to you. We're all going to have different sadhanas. We're all going to have different altars. We all have different skills. We have different businesses. We have different mastery. And the world needs all of us in our mastery. It really does. And I don't mean to put pressure on you by saying things like that, but we are here to be in our mastery. 
of our specific thing. And our specific thing, some of us have one specific thing our entire life. And that's beautiful. Some of us, it changes over time. It evolves, it grows, you know, you pivot into other things. And both is correct. I want you to know that. Both is correct. We all have different seasons of our life where we do different things. And that doesn't mean that we can't be in our mastery of several things. But the focus is on if I've been given this gift of this thing that I do, that I'm in my mastery about, how am I sharing that with the world? How am I using that to uplift humanity? How am I using that to serve the collective? That is the focus. How am I embodying this teaching? How am I embodied with what I know to be true? A lot of us know something is true, but then we keep behaving in another way. That is not embodiment. A lot of us have the idea, but then we don't ever implement it. That is not embodiment. (sighs) So ending this embodiment episode with wherever you are, unless you're driving, (laughs) just close your eyes and roll your shoulders back, shimmy your spine tall, really ground your sit bones into the earth, maybe your feet if you're sitting in a chair, both feet on the ground. Take a deep inhale through the nose. Gentle pause at the top of the breath, really holding the breath in for just a moment with me, dilating time, and then fully exhale. Take an extra exhale at the bottom, and then inhale completely. And open your eyes wide open. Coming back into this moment, returning to your breath, the rhythm of your own breath. And the takeaway from this episode is, what do I need to have in my environment? This is maybe in the room that you, quote, work on your business, on your altar, in your space. What do I need to see visually, to spend time with daily that is going to evoke a feeling of my mission into me? This fire of my mission, evoke this feeling of passion, this feeling of devotion. What is that? How can you invite it into your space? And how can you spend time with it daily in an invitation, a daily invitation to yourself to embody what you are here to do. This is my invitation for you, my beautiful goddess entrepreneur. And I will leave you there with this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in, sending you love, sending you so many blessings to your family, blessings to your business, to your mission, and blessings to yourself. And definitely join me for Spiritual CEO Tools. Spend some time together face-to-face. And I'll see you in the next episode.